Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. One, two, three. One is now. ESPN Radio. Second hour of Nuanez Now coming to you live from the Missoula Broadcasting Company studios on the north side of Missoula. I'm Andrew Houghton sitting in here for Coulter Nuanez. Myself and Jeff Safford going to be regular presences here in the ESPN MT studios uh, for the next couple weeks, but we're happy to do it with you. Big thanks to Krista Redpath coming in for Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops in that first hour. Great discussion, recap of the Cat-Grizz game from Saturday. Uh, Coulter Nuanez caught up with Weber State head coach Gentile Jackson. And then also Coulter and Krista looking ahead to this weekend's game. If you missed anything in the first hour, you can always find it on the Nuanez Now podcast. Just search Nuanez Now, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Nuanez Now pro- podcast is brought to you by the M Store, the MSU Bookstore, and Schulte Law. Second hour, going to get started here with our ESPN Roundtable. A repeat guest on the ESPN Roundtable, former Detroit Lions tight end Casey Fitzsimmons. What's the connection here? Well, Casey Fitzsimmons, he's originally from Wolf Point, played his college ball at Carroll, uh, went undrafted, but then managed to uh, to link on with the Detroit Lions, played for a couple of years in the league. Uh, during that time, he became close with Dan Campbell, uh, who, of course, now has the Detroit Lions into the NFC Championship game. It's a run that's inspired our playlist for today, going full Motown on the tunes, and uh, also inspired our ESPN Roundtable. ESPN Roundtable brought to you, as always, by Paradise Falls. Find your paradise at Paradise Falls on the south side of Missoula. It's Missoula's coolest hotspot. Here's Colter Nuanas with Casey Fitzsimmons. One of the great stories right now in the NFL is the story of the Detroit Lions and their rise from uh, a franchise that's had all sorts of trouble getting on track to now a team that's in the NFC Championship game for the first time since 1991. And it's also fun because around Montana, I think there's a fair amount of Lions fans because Barry Sanders, such an awesome player back in the 90s, and there's just a lot of people that gravitated towards Detroit. Well, there happens to be a guy from Montana, from Chester, Montana, in fact, 
who's a friend of the show, who once upon a time played for the Detroit Lions, and he made a prediction on this show uh, last summer that he knew the Lions were going to be rolling and being in this spot. So now he joins us here today. It's Casey Fitzsimmons here on our ESPN Roundtable, Carroll College alum and uh, former Detroit Lions tight end. Casey, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Well, first of all, I know that when you, we had you on last time, it was when the Lions were on hard knocks, and we just wanted to t- tell some Dan Campbell stories because I know he's a guy that you're close with and that you played with. And you said, hey, I guarantee you, the Lions are going to get at this thing rolling. Dan Campbell's going to have a vision, and he's going to perform this thing. So now here they are in the NFC Championship game. So y- you nailed it. But it must be cool for you to just see the way that they've risen. Yeah, you know, with a guy like Dan and, and just a natural-born leader and a guy that is really focused on his single plan and, and bringing in guys to uh, execute what he wants done, and I think it's showing up, and it's just awesome to see and, and, and watch. And not only for Dan Campbell, but for the people of Detroit and Michigan and all the Lions fans that have suffered for years. Well, he had such a great quote he was talking about, hey, I knew that if we could get it going in Detroit, man, would they love you. Because, I mean, the Lions have had awesome fans even through all the, the, the tough years, let alone now that they're great. So, I mean, just tell us about what it's like playing for the Lions in Detroit. And, I mean, I'm sure it's just crazy there now is how much those people love it. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the fans – um, we're top notch. I mean, we'd sell out games and we were losing, you know what I mean? And so um, those guys were spending their hard-earned cash. And it was always kind of tough because you knew what they were sacrificing to come watch us play. And we were putting on a, a very, we were putting a very good product out on the field. So, um, and then now with this going on, I can't only imagine the buzz and stuff to, to, to go to, down to Ford Field in the city of Detroit and what's going on. I bet it's just unbelievable to be a part of that. Well, it's so cool. I mean, Mike Tirico, who's been doing NFL games forever, he said on the broadcast on Sunday, he said, hey, these last two weeks has been as good a crowds as we've ever seen broadcasting games. So uh, awesome for for the city of Detroit and for the Lions as a whole. In your mind, what do you, been, what do you think has been the biggest differences for the, the Lions? I mean, how have they been able to, to build this thing and get so good so quick here these last couple of years? I don't think a lot of people understand what it, what it takes to build a program, right? So, I mean, you can't, like Carolina's firing a coach every year. Right. And you can't build programs. I mean, you need a solid, it's like college. You need four years for those guys to develop, mature, and, and contribute. And so Detroit's gotten lucky with, uh, not lucky, but they've drafted really, really well. They brought in some key free agents. But I think more importantly is Dan Campbell's got Jared Goff playing a high, high-level football. No doubt. And, uh, you know, Sam Laporta at tight end, and then the two running backs are uh, Montgomery and, and Gibbs. I mean, it's, it's it, and the offensive line is solid. And so the D-line gets passed with four, four down, and, and the linebackers fly around. You know the secondary is a little bit shaky, I think, and and uh, but they've come up big when they needed to, and so. But you got to get guys in there and guys that buy into your system because there's so many different personalities in the NFL and so many different people that that come from all over the U.S. And so to get everybody to gel and, and mingle and, and buy in is is a big thing, and I know that's what Dan was going to do. 
Thunder that from the beginning because that's just what he does. I mean, he's just like in, in the tight end room. He held everybody accountable, even on the team, you know, and it, it was, it was, he's a guy that, that I've got a lot of respect for as a man and as a football player. No doubt about it. Casey Fitzsimmons, former Detroit Lions tight end, joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's our ESPN Roundtable, proudly presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. You mentioned the way that they've drafted. I, I found it awesome and fascinating to see because Aiden Hutchinson, that was a slam dunk. I mean, he's from down the, the road in Plymouth, Michigan, and played in Michigan, Heisman finalist, all that sort of stuff. But this last year, when they picked uh, Jameer Gibbs in the first round, Sam LaPorter in the second round, some people were saying, well, those aren't value picks, right? The, who can, why would you draft a running back at 12? Why would you draft a tight end at 34? Well, they didn't They didn't need to have value picks. They needed to get guys that were awesome at those positions because those were positions that they needed. It just seems like they're doing things their own way, and uh, and they're having the last laugh. I mean, those were two of the great picks ever uh, in terms of the production as rookies for uh, those positions. Well, yeah, I mean, just look at the teams that are here, the, the final four. They all have great tight ends. Yep. They all have good quarterbacks, and they all have good backs and guys that can and hit home runs. You know what I mean? So, obviously, when you study the game of football, and especially in the NFL, you got to have a good game manager, a guy that uh, doesn't turn the ball over, and you got to have explosive players. And I think the guy that's the most uh, – I don't think he's underrated with fans, but, I mean th- – uh, St. Brown is unbelievable. Unreal. I mean, what he can do and for his size, you know, and if they had a burner outside that could just get after like a Calvin Johnson, I mean, that offense would be unstoppable. But, I mean, they're doing it with the, the receivers they got, and uh, but it's it's fun to watch. But, I mean, everybody knows you got to have an all-line effect quarterback and run the ball, you know, so... That's one of the biggest differences for me, too, watching them. I mean, you mentioned all the great skill guys, and you said it. I mean, the offensive line is just its so solid. But, I mean, Sewell was also such a great pickup. And, and I mean, they're, they're just so good up, up front. And I think that's made the world of difference, too, for Jared Goff. Absolutely. You know, and I got to admit that I thought Agent Hutchinson was going to be kind of just a subpar player. And then uh, we went out to a game last year, and he picked it off. It's kind of when they got the ball rolling against Green Bay, and, he picked it off, and I was watching him, and he was explosive. And boy, was I wrong! Um, but I just, you know, he just kind of got. A, I had a weird feeling, but and then watching him, so I'll eat crow on that one. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I think I think there's some people that agreed with you, and I think everybody's eating crow right now because he uh, he plays with an unbelievably high motor. But when it comes to Coach Campbell, I mean, you mentioned just how, sort of his makeup and how he was as a player how do you think he's been able to help sort of transition that to being a coach though i mean it seems like he just he demands so much respect and it seems like he's getting a lot of respect from his team yeah and he and in, in return he reciprocates it back to him you know what i mean and so dan's just a guy that uh like i said earlier is just a leader and he's fiery he's passionate he truly loves those players and he's emotional and he, and he doesn't hide anything and he's up for front on on everything and and so and as a player, you look at it, your coach, and he's he's giving you everything you got, he's got, and so therefore, you know, it's you, you turn it turn it towards him and, and give him what you got, and and I think that's the biggest thing is that I mean he wears his emotions on his sleeve, and he's very very passionate. I you know if you watch some of his post game interviews and even starting interview coming in and biting kneecaps and stuff, and everybody's <laughs> right. laughing at, him. and I was just like, man, that that guy's. He's actually serious. You know? <laughs> so, 
when everybody's making fun of them. And then when you knock us down, we're going to get back up and we're going to, we're going to come at you again. We're going to hit your other kneecap. So, you know, it's just that type of mentality that that's how he's approached his life and, and his coaching and playing. So, I mean, when he was doing the up downs with the team on hard knocks, I was like, this guy is for real. He's, he's as intense as it gets. And he's in shape too. I oh yeah. I doing that. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Casey Fitzsimmons here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio talking some NFL playoffs here uh, on the ESPN Roundtable. Uh, I mean, given the struggles, I mean, when you guys were playing there, uh, Detroit had a huge uphill battle. And so, I mean, from the 0-16 season to now, I mean, the guys that have been associated with the franchise, you got to feel something for that. So what's this been like for you? I mean, you got to be so proud and, and also just happy for the guys that they've been able to, to turn this whole thing around. Absolutely. I mean, when you spend as much time as, you know, like I did um, in the facility working to try to win for the city and for your, for the franchise and to see this all come and to see them playing for the NFC Championship and one trip away from the Super Bowl um, is is really, really cool. I'll be honest with you, I couldn't watch the game. I'd had to step outside a couple times just because it's just like, you know, I had that, you just get weird feelings like, you know, hopefully that, you know, the curse is gone and, and I just, I couldn't watch it. And so to be able to, uh, to see him pull through and, and, and it's fun because I got two older boys. I got a, uh, 11 and an eight year old and they're huge Lions fans. Nice. My, my eight year old paints his face like Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson and, and they're decked out in Lions jerseys and they're going bonkers. So it's cool to watch and, and I'm just happy for the Ford family, the city of Detroit and, uh, obviously the Dan and, and his, his staff and the team so playing with house money now but also when you get to this point you got to be hungrier for more and I know that they certainly will be so what do you think about the the matchup with the 49ers then uh, they've certainly been one of the best teams in the NFL not just this year but the last couple of years yeah, I'm a little concerned with the passing game and McCaffrey, obviously. I mean, they got a really good set of receivers. Um, I've, you've seen Detroit struggle against Green Bay at the end of the year um, with down-the-field throws. And so that's a little bit of concern. But, you know, I think this offense, if they come out and the defense, you know, gets a turn off, turnover and our special team makes a big play, I think it's going to be the difference in the game. And, and you watched uh, San Fran struggle with Green Bay. So, I mean, it's anybody's game. And I obviously I'm rooting for the Lions and and, and uh, I'm predicting them to win but at the same time I mean San Fran's an awesome football team they're well coached they're well uh, put together um, Purdy does a really good job taking care of the football and then you got McCaffrey who's just a freak so if uh, if the Lions win, will you be will you be trying to get some Super Bowl tickets, or how's that going to work out? You know, I'm a cattle rancher. <laughs> I go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> no time for that for sure. Well, uh, it should be fun. I mean, any other anything else to add about the Lions, about the, what this runs meant to you, or, or just the the franchise in general? Before we let you go, you know, I'm just happy for for you know the city of Detroit. They're hungry for this, and the people of Michigan and. The Ford family, and yeah, obviously Dan, and I know what he's put into it, and so for him to come out and get this far, and he ain't going to be happy if they don't win the Super Bowl. You know right. what I mean? It's not going to be like a consolation prize. Like he, He's in there for one thing, and that's to win a championship, and so hopefully they get it done, and, and I'm excited, and I can't wait to see what they do. 
NFL analysis from uh, a cattle rancher, but a former NFL tight end himself as well. <laughs> Casey Fitzsimmons here on Nuanas Now, our ESPN Roundtable, probably presented by Paradise Falls. Casey, thanks for taking some time, man, and uh, enjoy yourself the NFC Championship game on Sunday, but thanks for taking a minute for us. Hey, thanks for having me. There you go, Casey Fitzsimmons, uh, former tight end for the Detroit Lions, kind enough to come on, give us a couple minutes here for the ESPN Roundtable. Uh, before the Lions play in the NFC Championship game this weekend. ESPN Roundtable brought to you, as always, by Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot, Paradise Falls. 18 draft beers, 22 flat-screen TVs, breakfast, lunch, and dinner happy hours. Uh, They got a a Sportsbet MT kiosk down there. I know our guy Coulter Nuanez often visits Paradise Falls to take advantage of that Sportsbet MT kiosk. Again, Paradise Falls. 3621 Brook Street on the south side of Missoula is Missoula's coolest hotspot. Last word here on the ESPN Roundtable. Wanted to bring in our guy Jeff Safford from behind the glass. Jeff, your thoughts on that game coming up this weekend, the NFC Championship game, uh, if you if you can stand to talk about the 49ers beating your Packers last week. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, as I've talked about here on ESPN Radio, I have numerous ties, not just to Northern California, but to the state of Wisconsin as well. My On my dad's side of my family, they've had season tickets to the Packers and the family for over 50, 60 years. My dad was at the Ice Bowl, so I definitely stand with the green and gold. And we've seen Green Bay time and time again go down to San Francisco in the postseason, but obviously it was a great game this past Saturday. They're leading going down the stretch of the fourth quarter. Things don't go your way, but the youngest franchise in the NFL, the Packers, got to feel good with the trajectory of the team with Jordan Love and where things were going. And the Packers battled through so much. This year also, I feel like that doesn't get talked about as that much. I mean, missing two all-caliber players on defense, Devondre Campbell and Jair Alexander, for chunks of time. Multiple weapons on offense. Aaron Jones wasn't around for the bulk of the season, really got going in the playoffs. But look, and everything's considered that they were sitting there at 2-7 and seven or whatever, 3-6. and six. They're kind of stumbling in the NFC to get to where they were. Almost the NFC title, crazy. Well, what are your thoughts about this game this week? Uh, I assume you've transferred your allegiances over to the Detroit Lions. Seems like Detroit's everybody in America's second favorite team during this playoff run because it's it's such a great story. What are you going to be watching for in that game? I think the main thing really to keep your eye on with this matchup is the defensive front. And so much with the San Francisco 49ers is made up of their scheme and how they block it up up front. The one thing with the Niners that's interesting is everybody assumes their line is just this strong force. And yes, they have Trent Williams, which is one of the best O-linemen in football, but who else do they have up front? So how is Coach Shanahan going to be able to scheme it up and be able to give Christian McCaffrey lanes to be able to run the football and Is Aiden Hutchinson, the star defensive end, is he going to be able to muck up that game? I think if he can get in Brock Purdy's face and really bother him through the course of that game, he's a little bit like his predecessor Jimmy Garoppolo, as my dad used to call him, Happy Feet Jimmy. He doesn't like to get pressured at all. So if Hutchinson can get there, that might be danger for the Niners. And, of course, maybe burying the lead, is Debo Samuel going to be available? 
Huge storyline to watch going into that NFC Championship game. Of course, 49ers receiver Debo Samuel. Still questionable for that game. we got plenty more NFL discussion coming up for you later this week on Nuanez Now. Now, this is Nuanez Now, by the way. Coming to you live on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. I'm Andrew Houghton sitting in the studio today for Coulter Nuanez, uh, who's out with an impending case of fatherhood. As always, sending our, our best wishes uh, to Coulter and his wife as they're they're going through the birth of their first child right now. That'll do it for this week's ESPN Roundtable. You heard from Casey Fitzsimmons, former tight end for the Detroit Lions, uh, about watching his former franchise go into that NFC Championship game and complete a run that's sort of captured the hearts and minds of America here. It's been a great story watching Detroit win a couple games in the playoffs. Also heard a little bit from Jeff Safford, uh, whose Green Bay Packers lost to the San Francisco 49ers last week. As I was saying, we'll have plenty more football talk for you later this week. Brooks Nuanez coming on tomorrow for all football all the time, as well as Rajim Seabrook giving you a preview of those games in the studio on Friday. That'll do it for this week's ESPN Roundtable. ESPN Roundtable brought to you, as always, by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls 3621 Brook Street in Missoula, Missoula's coolest hotspot. We're going to go from the ice bowl to the ice rink here. Mike Anderson, Grizz Hockey head coach coming up, as well as what you've all been waiting for. We've got our Wing It Wednesday coming up in the next segment as well. Your chance to win 12 wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. So keep it tuned. Keep your hand by your phone line. Mike Anderson and Despo Wings coming up right after this. You're listening to Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Back one is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana and the ESPN MT app. I'm Andrew Houghton filling in here for Coulter Nuanez on your Wednesday. 
Been a great show so far. We had Krista Redpath in studio in the first hour, breaking down all things Big Sky women's basketball. Then to kick off the second hour, Casey Fitzsimmons joining us for the ESPN Roundtable. We've been listening to Detroit music all day today. Uh, that was Detroit Rock City by Kiss bringing you back for segment five here because the Detroit Lions are into the NSC Championship game. We're going to talk plenty about that game later on this week as well as maybe a little bit more later on in the show. We're going to switch our focus here into hockey. Grizz hockey coming down towards the end of the season. Two losses on the road last week at Providence. They're back on the road this weekend in Boise. Jeff, do we have Mike Anderson? Still waiting on Mike Anderson, head coach of the Grizz hockey team. So let's do this. Let's give you 12 rings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Text us right now, 406-888-1029. And that's 406-888-1029 for your chance to win 12 wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill right there down the road from the Glacier Ice Rink. So here's what you do. I think Grizz Hockey's got one or maybe two more home games left this season. You go down to the Despo before the game, you get yourself some wings, you head on over to the Glacier Ice Rink, and you watch Grizz Hockey play their games. Uh, Text us again, 406-888-1029. Jeff will go through and pick a winner for those Despo wings. I hear we are joined now by our guy, Mike Anderson. Coach, thanks for doing it. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, happy to have you on with us here. Uh, how's your week been going? Uh, it's been a little busy at work and everything, but we know we had a good practice this afternoon and yesterday morning, and we got another one tomorrow and some film, so we're just getting ready for our trip to Boise. It's been good, though. Well, I'm going to hand you over to our guy, Jeff Safford, here in a minute because uh, he's the hockey guy, but I wanted to ask you about last week on the road playing a good team in Providence and, and what looked like two good close games, but you lost both of them. And what did you take away from those two games? You know, the big thing we, we took away from that is that we have to finish our chances. You know, we that game up in Providence, up in Great Falls, we had two 2 on O's that we didn't score on. We lost 3-1. to one. So there's kind of the game right there as far as how we – how we did not end up in a better situation there. And then the game at home, you know, there's some, um, we played a pretty good game. It was an entertaining game back and forth with a good team. That's number two in our region. And in the way hockey goes, sometimes they score a goal off a, a nice bounce in the power play. And we can't, we can't answer in the third. So I think really we learned that we have to be on our game every time and finish and make sure that we're taking advantage of the power plays that we get and just being better on special teams. So we know that our process is pretty strong. We played hard. We, we competed with a team that again is one of the top teams in our region. And, and we believe we're, we're right up there. And we showed that with a competitive nature of the games, but it's, it's that time of year where winning is really the only thing that matters. So we got to step it up here in Boise. Mike, this is Jeff Safford here with you. Um, another thing I was really impressed with as well with um, the University of Providence was the quality goaltending they had from Chris Fines, their net minder. You've seen him now three or four games, um, and that's something that you've seen from the other teams around the state also, thinking about Jurgen Johnson in net there for the Montana State Bobcats and looking at what Jackson Hill and Nash Wilson have done. How unique is it to see the quality goal ke- goaltending? Uh, I think at this level, it's 
the it's probably the most important ingredient to being a top team. Uh, you can have a really good players up front, good D. You can play a good solid structure, but if you have a goalie who's not up to snuff, it just makes everything fall apart. So we're very lucky to have both Hilsey and Nash in our net, and they both do a really nice job for us. We'll probably see them alternating for the rest of the year and, and as we as we uh, wrap up the season. And we're just excited to have both kick in and, and playing really well. I think I mentioned before beginning of the year that wasn't necessarily the case as they kind of got their bearings, but they've really they've really stepped it up and have provided really solid goaltending for us and kept us in every game. And, and it's time that we start burying on, on these other goalies and, and rewarding them for their good work. Andrew Houghton and myself, Jeff Safford, visiting with the head coach of the Montana Grizzly hockey team here on One Is Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula, and another player that's really been playing well, and maybe not surprised he's your team captain, but in recent games, action, as they call him in the rink, action Jackson Knutson has been on an absolute heater. Last three or four games, he scored five goals, goals in each of his last five games. What have you seen from Jackson that's allowed him to go on this hot streak? You know, the best thing about Jackson is, honestly, Jeff, I haven't seen anything different. He's been playing this well all year. He's just finally getting rewarded. I don't know if I've seen a kid more snake bit than him for the first, you know, 15, 20 games of the year. Uh, he works tremendously hard. He does all the little things right. He's in good position. He's relentless, and he's very skilled and smart. So what you're seeing in these last five games is who Jackson is. It's just finally scoring up, showing up on the score sheet. But he's been plugging away all year at this, and he's finally seeing some results. Now, you kind of alluded to it a little bit there, um, thinking about, from a team perspective, a few pucks just not finding the back of the night. I remember there was bringing Jackson up specifically. I remember he had a shot on fines in the game in Great Falls on Friday where it looked like it was going to go in in the top right-hand corner, but... A kick save right at the last second. The puck just didn't quite get enough up over the skate of Chris Fines there. I believe it was in the second period. Where is it where you're just going to be focused on just trying to put yourselves in the right position to win some of these games against the Western region's toughest teams? Yeah, we just have to, you know, we've done a good job all year of, you know, we we might get outshot here and there or, or shot attempted, uh, but we have done a nice job all year of creating better chances more consistently. Like just looking at our stats now and against those top teams, we're creating more scoring chances. We're creating more expected goals. We're just not seeing them go in right now. And you know, that can come down to, you know, do we have the finishers? We'll, we'll see as the year goes, but it's certainly something that we're trying to fix. And, and, and hockey just one of those games, though, where you're not in total control of the result. And you have to be able to uh, understand that by end of that and just keep playing. Because if you start to get in your head about scoring goals, you're never going to score. So it's it's a very tough balance, but we certainly know that we have guys that can finish. They've done it at this level, done it at levels before this. So we're going to keep trusting our process and hope that uh, things will start going our way as the year ends here and just work harder and harder. Last couple things here for the head coach of the Montana Grizzly hockey team, Mike Anderson. No Grizz hockey at home this weekend. They have a road trip the last Road trip of the regular season, a two-game trek. We'll get some words from Mike Anderson on that in just a second. But 
The last Grizz hockey game of the season also on the way, February 2nd, and it's a big one. A Friday night inside the Glacier Ice Rink, 7.30, puck drop, taking on the Montana State Bobcats. That's right, MSU coming to this side of the divide. Should be a lot of fun. Grizzlies got the win in a real wild game last time they got together here in Missoula, 7.30. Two, not this Friday, next Friday against Montana State. But this upcoming weekend, Mike, interesting weekend. You faced this opponent here in the Glacier Ice Rink in October. The Boise State Broncos, a team you split two games against, one you won in a shootout, a wild game. Then the next night, the Broncos got the best of you, a 6-2 win against Boise. Now, an in-conference opponent, a team that can really put the puck in the back of the net. Also, you'll have a unique venue to look forward to on Saturday night as well, taking on the Broncos. So what are you looking for from Boise? Uh, they're a team that's very similar to us. They um, are very similar in skill level and how they want to play. So we're excited to play them. They're certainly a challenging team that's played well against the top teams and, and have won some of those games and have lost some of them. And we're right now they're 13th, so we're 12th in the region. But I expect that to shake up on Thursday. They've had they've gone on quite a good run here um, at different showcases since those rankings. So they're a good team. We're expecting a challenge and uh, excited to see what we can do against them. As you mentioned, there's going to be a really fun game for one of their a big fundraiser they do at uh, you know five six thousand seat arena that's going to be sold out. So our guys are really looking forward to participating in that and and hopefully coming back with two wins. Well, last thing for you, Mike. Um, as we've touched on throughout the show, the normal host of this show, Coulter Nuanez, is on Wilbur Watch, as we've been referring to it. Um, <laughs> No name for the baby yet, just kind of a placeholder. But um, with Coulter, soon to be a father, no, you're a family man. Do you have any words of advice for Coulter? <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure I'm the right person to ask. I don't have any kids at the moment, but I think, you know, just just uh, trust your instincts and, and love them the best you can. That's all you can really do. All right, Mike Anderson, head coach, Grizz Hockey. You can catch Grizz Hockey on the ESPN MT app and ESPN Radio this weekend, taking on Boise State Friday and Saturday night, 7.30 puck drop, both nights out there in the other Garden City, Boise, Idaho. Mike, thanks for coming on with us for a few minutes, and I'll see you for that early morning trek out to Boise on Friday morning. Oh, yeah. We'll see you, Jeff. Thanks to Jeff Safford for uh, facilitating that interview. Thanks also to Mike Anderson, head coach of Grizz Hockey. Two more games, another road trip for Grizz Hockey this weekend. We'll have some hockey for you tonight as well. The Seattle Kraken taking on the Chicago Blackhawks at home. That broadcast starts at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. As always, thankful to be the Montana affiliate of the Seattle Kraken so you can catch their game against the Blackhawks and number one overall draft pick Connor Bedard coming up at 7.30. And then, as Jeff mentioned, we got Grizz Hockey this weekend, both Friday and Saturday. So looking forward to that. You're listening to Nuanez now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Congratulations to our winner for those 12 wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Jeff's going through and picking the winner right now. Coming up... I don't know what we're going to talk about. Uh, maybe the breaking news that just happened in the NFL. The NFL doesn't take a day, an hour, or even a minute off. The San Diego Chargers have a new head coach. 
and the defending college football national champion suddenly have a vacancy. We'll talk through Jim Harbaugh to the for, to the San Diego Chargers right after this. Before I let you go, though, still got a pair of tickets. Lady Grizz home game against Portland State tomorrow on Thursday. If you want those, call us or text us right now, 406-888-1029. Lady Grizz with a big bounce-back win on Monday over Weber State. And when the Lady Grizz are right, they can score a ton of points in a hurry. So I think that's going to be a high-octane game tomorrow at Dahlberg Arena. If you want to go, call or text us right now via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line, 406-888-1029. We'll be back to take you home right after this. You're listening to Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Nuwana's Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Maybe we'll do Bay Area music later in the week uh, just to uh, to make Krista happy. I know that'd make Jeff Safford happy too. Behind the glass, he's picking the playlist tomorrow, so he's got the uh, he's got the choice to do all Bay Area music if he wants. Uh, but we we're going all Detroit today for the Detroit Lions going into the NFC Championship game. We heard from former Detroit Lions tight end Casey Fitzsimmons for the ESPN Roundtable. Thanks for being here with us on your Wednesday. I'm Andrew Houghton sitting in for Coulter Nuanez. Still no update, but we will uh, we'll keep you updated. But myself and Jeff Safford are going to be here with you on 102.9 ESPN Radio for the next couple of weeks. Great show for you today. Krista Redpath sat in with us for the first hour. Uh, if anybody in the world knows knows more about Big Sky Conference women's basketball than Krista, I would, uh, I would be shocked and surprised. Uh, she's so connected around the league. We're so happy to have her here with us every Wednesday in the first hour for Around the Big Sky in women's basketball. You also heard from Casey Fitzsimmons for the ESPN Roundtable. And we just wrapped up a segment with Mike Anderson, head coach of Grizz Hockey. Grizz Hockey coming towards the end of the season here. They've still got some games left, and they've got postseason aspirations as well. So thanks to Mike Anderson for joining us again. If you missed anything, you can always catch it in the Nuanez Now podcast. Uh, just search Nuanez Now on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Nuanez Now podcast brought to you by Schulte Law, as well as the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. Jeff, just a couple minutes left here, but we got breaking news that broke just in the last hour of the shows coming together as we were talking about Grizz Hockey, and it's one that's been rumored for a little while. We know the coaching carousel in the NFL is going to be wild this year with Bill Belichick out of a job. Uh, but this one was was Jim Harbaugh going to the San Diego Chargers. Just broke uh, your initial reaction. Well, I th- I mean, your initial reaction is that, wow, it's surprising. I mean, you alluded to it that he had been linked to the Chargers for a while with him wrapping up his NFL career with the San Diego, now the L.A. Chargers. And I still call him the 
San Diego Superchargers all the time, too. Like, I know Coulter Nuwantis was talking about this last week as well. But but still, to see a high-profile coach like Jim Harbaugh that just won the national championship at Michigan, to see him take off for the NFL at this point, it's going to be interesting. And what I'm going to be really interesting to see, interesting to see also is, is it going to have a similar effect to what we saw at Alabama with the mass exodus from the Crimson Tide? Oh, that's right. That's a question you got to ask now in, in any college program when the coach leaves. I think I've been calling them the San Diego Chargers all segment. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think they're still the San Diego Chargers in my head, and I think in probably a lot of people's hearts. But yes, of course, the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, that's the big question when we're talking about Michigan, which just won the national championship. I think the big question for the Chargers has got to be, well, what does this look like now for Justin Herbert? You would think that this will be a positive for Justin Herbert. I mean, Jim Harbaugh has had good success working with quarterbacks, and he has been an advocate for his quarterback. He's been in his quarterback's corner. I mean, you look at how he's been with McCarthy McCarthy most recently at Michigan, you know, pumping him up on the sidelines and thinking about where he first started in the NFL, thinking about Alex Smith and how he would take him over on the sidelines and, you know, bang him on his shoulder pads and who's got it better than us, nobody, this kind of rah-rah mentality. I think a little positivity in L.A. will do that team good just to have a guy that is in their corner and knows the game of football and I think that family organization of the Chargers have trust in Harbaugh just thinking about him playing for the team. If, you know, I'm thinking about him as a player, the organization wouldn't bring him in if they didn't like him, right? Well, I think that's right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they got to do something to change the vibes with that organization. Uh, it's been it's been a screwy several decades for the Chargers, San Diego, now L.A. Chargers. So we'll see what he can do with that. And, yeah, of course, you saw what he did with J.J. McCarthy at Michigan this year. Now, I think J.J. McCarthy might be an NFL quarterback. I'm not, I'm not trying to dog on him. But you look at the success that he had with a kid like that, and now you give him Justin Herbert. Going to be interesting to watch. Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. We'll talk about that later this week. On one is now a great show for you today. Coming up tomorrow, great opening segment. Ben Folks uh, on the hockey culture in Missoula, as well as a Bitterroot breakdown. Travis DeCure, Brooks Nuanez on the NFL and plenty more. Thanks for listening. Nuanez now, ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.